You're listening to Under a Pile of Books, and I'm your host, Calvin Park. Wow. It has been a long, long time. Too long. In fact, it's been almost uh, 18 months since uh, my last episode here, and so I apologize for the long absence. I think as uh, most of us uh, could say, the pandemic has been just out of this world and unexpected and uh, has thrown a wrench into a lot of things. And that's certainly been true in my own life. Uh, without going into to too many uh, personal details, uh, since 2020, I have uh, moved three times. Uh, actually, since the start of the pandemic, I've lived four uh, in four different houses, uh, and I switched jobs in the middle of the pandemic, uh, and of course that came with a lot of upheaval, upheaval for myself and my family, and podcasting just kind of ended up taking a back seat. It also didn't help that throughout the pandemic, I found myself uh, in, a bit, in a bit of a reading slump. Uh, as some of you will know, in uh, 2021 and early 2022, I served as uh, one of the uh, self-published fantasy blog-off judges for the Fantasy Hive group, and uh, that was awesome. Uh, but reading those uh, 30 books uh in the second half of uh, 2021 and then the finalists in, in 2022 ended up really uh, kind of consuming all of my reading time. Uh, I just did not read much outside of those, and again, just kind of a reading slump for me. I finally started to come out of that here this spring, and I will be part of a, a different judging group for the current edition of uh, Spiffbo when it begins, Spiffbo 8. Uh, I'll have more to say on that in a little bit, in a couple of weeks actually, on another episode, but uh, very excited uh, to be able to, to do that again. So uh, I'm definitely coming out of my reading slump and reading a lot more, been enjoying a lot more of what I am reading. And, and so that's always a good feeling as well. So anyway, all of that to say that it has uh, taken a while and it's been a bit of a journey, but I'm glad to be here back recording another episode of uh, my weekly podcast, which uh, will be getting back to that schedule. I'm not promising that it'll be every week right here at the start, but uh, very quickly, I hope to, to ramp back up to a, a weekly podcast and, and a chance to just talk about books and uh, other things in the kind of in the fantasy world that are going on and, and uh, that I enjoy. So uh, thank you so much uh, for listening. And uh, yeah, let's let's get talking about some books here. So uh, for me, uh, over the past uh, couple of weeks, I've enjoyed uh, several uh, books that are, are maybe a little bit uh, outside of what I would normally read. Uh, and so the first of those is The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune. Uh, so this was recommended to me on Twitter, and I can't, uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember who made the recommendation now, but I ended up picking it up, and uh, this is, gosh, the best way I know how to describe it is kind of almost, uh, almost like a rolled doll book, but for adults. the The world is very sort of crazy and, in a way, whimsical, though it definitely has darker aspects to it. But I think, uh, you know. For instance, some things are just borderline absurd in the world. Uh, 
the main character works for an organization that is supposed to uh, sort of keep track of uh, these magical people, magical beings, people who can do magic, that sort of thing, and these uh, children in particular. And these children end up in uh, orphanages run by uh, this uh, governmental organization. And the kind of leaders of this organization are called extremely upper management, which, um, you know, is is kind of humorous. Also, they're, they're slightly creepy. Uh, so there's, there's just a lot going on uh, in terms of the ambiance of this book, I really ended up enjoying it. Uh, it for me, it was a, it was a quick read. It was an enjoyable read. It, it really, uh, while there was definitely tension in the story and and concern and whatnot, uh, and like I said, even uh, some slightly uh, creepier elements, those tended to be ambiance and. I really I liked this one. It ended up being for me as I said, just a cozy, warm read. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it actually helped me, I think, get out of some of my reading slump that, that I'd been been struggling with. So I really enjoyed this one. Happy to recommend it to you again, The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Clune. After that, uh, due, due to some other recommendations from uh, folks on Twitter, I ended up picking up A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking by T. Kingfisher, and this one was also very cozy, a bit whimsical in some ways, not super high stakes or epic. It, it had definitely more of a young adult feel. The main character is a teenager, and uh, she basically, in this world, wizards, uh, magic users, have certain abilities that uh, tend to, to be in a, a certain area. So you might have water wizards, or you might have uh, wizards that work very well with metals, or with wood, or those sorts of things. So there's like one particular area where your magic manifests and the main character's magic has to do with baking. Uh, so she's really good at baking, and her magic affects dough and yeast and this sort of thing. Again, just sort of a, a fun read, a very quick read. This one, in, in some ways, there, there were some elements that I think maybe moved a, a little more slowly than I would have liked, and... It maybe could have benefited from a little bit more tension, but again, I, I was really looking for cozy reads, so I can't really fault it for that. It was it was fun. I can also recommend it, especially if you're looking for just something low stakes, kind of cozy, uh, A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking by T. Kingfisher. More recently, I have, uh, so after after the uh, A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking, I decided to pick up a series that I had been uh, reading, or had rather, I should say, I guess I started reading and then never finished the series. So that was the Stariel series by A.J. Lancaster. And the, uh, so those, it's a four book series, and the four books are The Lord of Stariel, The Prince of Secrets, The Court of Mortals, and the King of Fairy. 
So this is just a great, uh, the best way I know to really categorize it would be to say that it's a fantasy of manners. So it, it, it takes place in a secondary world, but it definitely has a feel of Regency England. Uh, so that's what's really kind of the, 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 the feel that you get for this book uh, or from this book is sort of Regency England, but without actually being. It's not historical fantasy. It's secondary world fantasy. So fantasy of manners, a lot of the focus uh, is on this estate, Stariel, which is both a mortal and a fae kind of realm at the same time they, they overlap. And there's a lot that goes into that throughout the series and just a lot of fun uh, with this. I don't want to spoil the later books, so I can't say much about the specifics of what's going on. But if you enjoy uh, books that feature fae, uh, books, uh, fantasy of manners, regency kind of fantasy, I think you're going to like this. Again, it's not regency fantasy. It's not historical fantasy. But it has very much that sort of feel, or maybe really it, it, the technology is later than Regency, so it probably has a feel a little bit more like, say, Downton Abbey or something like that. Though with not necessarily with the upstairs-downstairs kind of um, nobility and servants, they, that doesn't really come into the, that, that sort of juxtaposition is not as as heavily a part of the story as it would be for, like, say, a Downton Abbey. Nevertheless, I really enjoyed this one. There were definitely aspects of later books in terms of where the plot went that I was a little frustrated with. Uh, some tropes that the author used that I personally don't enjoy as much. And that maybe lessened my enjoyment of the series slightly. Again, I I'm trying to do this as spoiler-free as I can. But it's definitely still easily a series that I can heartily recommend. So there you have it. My... Recent reading, The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune, A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking by T. Kingfisher, and then finishing up A.J. Lancaster's Stariel series. I enjoyed all of them, and just really happy to be able to be kind of back into the swing of reading and really enjoying reading. So... Next thing I normally enjoy talking about uh, with everyone is, you know, what's up on deck, as it were. What am I planning on reading next? And for me right now, that is All the Seas of the World by Guy Gavriel Kay. This is Kay's newest novel, just recently released, and uh, I'm really excited. I have it actually on loan from the library, and I have actually started it. And I won't say much about it because I haven't finished, and that'll be one of the books I talk about next week. But All the Seas of the World by Guy Gavriel Kay. I know many folks were looking forward to this one. I certainly was. And again, not going to say much about it other than to say it's definitely a Guy Gavriel Kay novel. And I am enjoying it so far. I will say more next week. Also... Uh, you know, I, I do need to say that I will be doing, I have started my pile of self-published fantasy blog-off books, and I will be reading my pile uh, for my team as the weeks go on. I won't be saying much about my books 
uh, until after June 1st when the competition officially begins. And once I've reviewed them for Spiffbo, I may mention them here on the podcast and talk about them a little bit more in depth. But that will be something that, uh, again, takes place after June 1st and after I've uh, read them and, and reviewed them officially for Spiffbo. So you won't hear much about those books, but I am uh, reading those. And that does mean that on occasion, I won't have the number of books that I normally have uh, to talk about in, in terms of, of what I've been reading recently. Now, in terms of upcoming releases, things that I'm looking forward to and hoping to read relatively soon, or at least uh, releases that I think folks should be aware of, two really stand out to me uh, right now or this week. We have The Hourglass Throne by Katie Edwards, uh, and this is part of his uh, tarot sequence. I have loved uh, the, the Last Son and The Hanged Man, the first two books in this series. So The Hourglass Throne is one I've been waiting for, looking forward to. And that came out on May 17th, and so I, I really want to get to that really as soon as I can. Going to have to fit it in around, as I mentioned, some Spiffbo reads, but I'm very much looking forward to The Hourglass Throne. And if you have not read any of the tarot sequence books yet, uh, you very, very worth your time. Highly recommend them to you. Again, it, it, the series begins with The Last Sun. It's by Katie Edwards. And The Hourglass Throne, this third book, will actually conclude like the first arc. Uh, I believe he intends to write essentially three trilogies. And these books are very readable. They are not, uh, they're not super long, so they, they are fairly quick reads, but they're very engaging. The characters are excellent. There's so much found family uh, in, in this series. I, I just, I love it. I adore these books and really highly recommend them uh, anytime I get the opportunity to do so. You know, I, Katie is also a great uh, guy to follow on Twitter. And, uh, you know, again, I can't say enough good things about this series, so highly, highly, highly recommended. The other upcoming release, or recent release, uh, I guess technically, that I wanted to mention is The Umbral Storm by Alec Hudson. That actually officially released as I am recording this on May 20th, and uh, here's another uh, book by Alec Hudson that... uh, those of you who follow me on Twitter or who have listened to the podcast, uh, again, thank you so much uh, for those who do. But Alec uh, Hudson was really one of the authors that initially got me into self-published fantasy. I, I hadn't really read much self-published uh, fantasy, and I kind of had, a, generally speaking, a negative view of self-published fantasy and wasn't really... The, the few things that maybe I had read had not really engaged me is probably the best way to say it. And so in any case, uh, back several years ago, I read The Crimson Queen by Alec Hudson, uh, when actually I think it, it was the year I believe it was a Spiffbo finalist, and I was actually, like I didn't, I didn't really, I found the contest through 
reading The Crimson Queen, not the other way around, but I was just really engaged with The Crimson Queen. It's a very epic, uh, kind of, in many ways, standard fantasy uh, kind of coming-of-age story, and so it, it definitely uses some tropes that some folks may not find appealing, but uh, it just really kind of engaged me. It was very much what I was looking for at the time, and so I really ended up enjoying it, and that was a gateway to me, uh, or for me, to Spiffbo and other self-published fantasy that I I just hadn't really experienced prior to that, Uh, and so, you know, I've eventually, The Crimson Queen is the start of a trilogy. I finished that trilogy, and then I'm always aware, kind of, of uh, Hudson's releases and whatnot. So the Umbral Storm sounds very much up my alley. A bit of a, a progression fantasy kind of vibe to it, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that as well. Uh, it, it is in, I believe, the current year's uh, SPFBO. So I'm looking forward to kind of seeing how it does. I haven't read it yet. It, you know, I have no idea, but I am looking forward to that. The other thing I will say is uh, just about this year's Spiffbo is I intend to, at some point, either as part of a regular weekly pod or uh, just, uh, you know, uh, maybe as a special episode, depending. But in any case, I, I want to go through some of the uh, Spiffbo entrants this year that are interesting to me. I have a big mega thread kind of on Twitter that I do this with uh, every year, and what I'd like to do this year is just mention some of those. So I may do it over the course of a couple weekly pods. Uh, in particular, there are a number of progression fantasies this year that I think are worth uh, talking about and and mentioning. I have not read all of them, but I love progression fantasy, and so uh, you know, a- anytime I can try to convince someone else to enjoy progression fantasy. I am all in on that. So that is uh, kind of that. One other thing I wanted to mention, not having to do with books at all, but just in in other kind of sci-fi fantasy related news or items of interest. uh, No doubt many of you, uh, like me, uh, enjoy Star Trek, Star Wars, all of that uh, kind of thing. Uh, so, of course, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the, the series on Disney Plus, is coming out later this month. Looking forward to that. I'll definitely talk about it when I get there, when it releases and I've actually watched it. However, I wanted to mention, uh, of course, in addition to Star Wars, there's also Star Trek, and I'm kind of a big Star Trek fan as well. And I have not been as much into the newer series. I've watched some of Discovery. I think it's... uh, I have a friend who describes it as, uh, you know, good sci-fi set in a, uh, like, Trek universe, but it's not necessarily Star Trek, like what we normally think of as as Star Trek. It doesn't have some of those elements. And I've enjoyed what I've watched, but the series hasn't really captured me. So I, I just kind of watch as, you know, I'm looking for something to kill kill time with or whatnot. However, I have watched the first couple episodes of Strange New Worlds, and I have to say I've I've enjoyed these first couple episodes quite a bit. I like the return to a more episodic format where uh, you know you're not necessarily waiting for the payoff over the course of weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, I don't get me wrong, I love kind of the the big story arc sort of thing that uh, TV has gone to more recently, really since probably Game of Thrones and that that more long-form storytelling. 
but I've really enjoyed the first couple episodes of Strange New Worlds. So if you've been on the fence on that, on whether you want to try it out or, or whatever, I, I would definitely recommend it. At least the first couple of, of episodes have intrigued me and interested me, and uh, I think it's it's kind of fun to return to you know, okay, I'm sitting down here for an hour, I'm going to watch this show, and, and they're going to tell me an arc, even if some of the character arcs and whatnot uh, extend between shows, uh, between episodes, you're, you're still getting kind of a, a uh, the whole package there in, in an hour in terms of, of the particular story that's being told in this episode. So I've enjoyed that, uh, the, as I said, with the, the couple of episodes that are available now. So uh, if you enjoy Star Trek and whatnot, uh, then I think Strange New Worlds is worth at least giving it a shot. So, uh, as always, thank you, thank you so much for listening. It's good to be back, and happy reading.